really great show today. Uh, let's just say that it ends with um, supermodels covered in spaghetti sauce. Uh, don't ask. You'll just have to hear it. And uh, and also, I kind of blew my wig a little bit today. A little bit on uh, being called a fascist by fascists. Uh, nobody really paying attention. Also, of course, there's always something to learn about Hunter Biden. Have you seen... Well, no, I... We don't have pictures on today's podcast, so and you probably have already seen it with him. Uh, the amazing hypocrisy coming from the White House and the New York Times starting to maybe figure something out. Today's podcast begins in one minute. Let me tell you about Jace Medical. Jace Medical is uh, a company that I've been talking about for a couple of years now. They um, provide antibiotics that you can keep at your house. So, like, for instance, we're up here at the ranch, or we went on vacation, um, what, about four weeks, five weeks ago. And we all got sick, but I didn't have to go find a doctor. I called my doctor, told him what the symptoms were, and we all started a flight of antibiotics because we had them with us because of the Jace case. Now they're doing something that, honestly, is a godsend because this is the thing I have worried about if you're a prepper. You worry about what am I going to do for medication? How am I going to have, you know, heart medicine, cholesterol, you know, anti-seizure medication in my family's case? What do, what do we do? Jace Medical has solved that. Go to jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com. And get uh, now onto their service where they will supply you with a year's worth of all of your prescription medication. And it's all checked out by a doctor. It's all legal. And you have it there at your house in case of an emergency. JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, Medical.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. I want to take you back to September 2019. Fox News, Peter Ducey. Asked the then candidate, Joe Biden, very specifically if he had ever spoken to Hunter Biden about his overseas business dealings. And here is what he said. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And so how do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. What? Okay, all right. He sounds pretty confident there. All right, let me tell you something, fatty, fat, fat, so, which he said to a a later person. Uh, He better hope that nobody was coming forward and saying otherwise. I'm sure he was probably guaranteed at the time that everyone was in check and no one would say anything. There were no whistleblowers waiting in the shadows to expose him yet. So what does he pivot to? Immediately, Trump. Trump, 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 focus on Trump. Not these crazy allegations from you, fat, fat, fatty. You, you Fox News zealot. That was the messaging throughout the entire campaign, and the mainstream media parroted it with teenage exuberance. It was like they're in love with Joe Biden. Oh, it's my first love. Now, that was during the campaign, but in April 22, 
It was still the story that the office of the president was now sticking to. Jen Psaki reiterated uh, that the new president, Joe Biden, had never spoken to his son. Listen to Jen Psaki. Does the president still maintain that he never spoke with his son about his business dealings? And given this reporting on Eric Schwerin, does he also say that he has never spoken to his son's business partners about his son's business dealings? Uh, he maintains uh, his same statements that he's made in the past. Huh. Oh. Hmm. It's important for the American people to know if their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Now, how times have changed. We know now that on March 20th, 2015, Hunter Biden allegedly arranged a meeting in Washington, D.C. with a high-level Burisma executive and had his father stop by. Now, I'd like to just, I'd just like to give you just a little bit of the story here. This is from The Blaze. While campaigning for president 2019, I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business deals. Remember, that's the line. Now, a new report is out that Devin Archer is going to testify before the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability about the 24 or more instances when he allegedly witnessed Joe Biden take part in his son's business calls or in-person meetings with foreign nationals and prospective investors. This figure is far greater than that indicated by the Obama White House visitors logs alone. A review of which found last year that Biden had held court with at least 14 of Hunter Biden's business associates while vice president. 14 we know of because of the visitor logs. Now it's more than 24. Archer's testimony should ultimately happen, uh, but we don't know for sure. He was supposed to testify, I believe, yesterday, and he is canceled again for the third time. He just can't seem to make any time for it. It really stinks. He's so busy. Committee Chairman James Comer, subpoena Archer, Archer last month. Uh, signaling that he had, quote, played a significant role in the Biden family business deals abroad, including but not limited to China, Russia and Ukraine. Additionally, while undertaking these ventures with the Biden family, Mr. Archer met with the then Vice President Biden on multiple occasions, including in the White House. Mr. Archer's testimony is critical to the committee's investigation. Archer was at the investment firm Rosemont Seneca Partners with Hunter Biden, which, by the way, none of these guys had any kind of investment experience. None of them. They set up an investing house immediately after they set this up within, I think it's two years. They get the largest investment ever, ever to anyone outside of China from the Chinese government. Goldman Sachs didn't even get a deal like this. Goldman Sachs was like, gee, I wonder what that was. The committee is investigating foreign national attempt to target and coerce high-ranking U.S. official family members by providing money or other benefits in exchange for certain actions. The committee is considering legislative solutions to this problem. Uh, they have identified Mr. Archer as possessing information relevant to its investigation and seeks your client's testimony regarding these and other related topics. 
According to Miranda Devine of the New York Post, Archer will testify about two dinners Hunter Biden set up for his then vice president father to meet with the business partners from Ukraine, Russia and Crapkanistan in Washington, D.C., Scandal plague senior Burisma, uh, Burisma executive reportedly made an appearance at the first dinner along with the Russian billionaire Yelena Batrina, whom U.S. Senate report previously accused of wiring three point five million dollars to Hunter Biden. I got to tell you, I mean, the ladies love him. I mean, he's worth every dime. This is the former mayor, uh, the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. Why was she giving him three and a half million dollars for what? Well, maybe we'd know when Devin Archer testifies about the dinner that Hunter set up with her, the Burisma guy in Washington, D.C. with his dad, which absolutely never happened. Following the April event, Hunter reportedly received an email from Burisma thanking him for making the introduction to his dad. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me the opportunity to meet your dad and spend some time together. This we know is true because it was on the laptop that, of course, was not Hunter's. That never happened. That's Russian disinformation. America, how many lies are you going to tolerate? I, 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 I just don't know what it is going to take. Do you know if you if you assume that, let's say he stole 40 million dollars, if you divide that up onto how many Americans there are, he took a bribe of 40 million people. That means or 40 million dollars. That means he sold the American citizens to foreign governments for about 30 cents how do you feel about that you don't want to know what an american's life is worth according to this president about 30 cents that's what he sold his country out for now we're no longer sending any kind of uh uh tracking any kind of accountants anything to ukraine we know they took at least $10 million in corrupt money from Ukraine. We are sending billions of dollars over there right now. Do you think that that is a good idea to send it without an accountant? Another one of the meetings Archer may discuss apparently took place on December 4th in Dubai following a Burisma board meeting. Archer is expected to testify that he and Hunter Biden left a dinner with Burisma board at the Burj Al Arab Hotel, traveled to the Four Seasons Resort in Dubai, then took a call from Burisma. Uh, the president or CEO of Burisma reportedly wanted to know where they were because Burisma's owner needed to speak to Hunter urgently. Soon afterward, the two Ukrainians join Hunter and Archer at the Four Seasons Bar, and the CEO asked Hunter, can you ring your dad? Hunter allegedly complied, calling his father, putting the vice president on speakerphone, then introduced the Ukrainians to Joe Biden. He said the words uh, he said the words to the effect that Burisma bigwigs need our support. 
while Archer was reported will reportedly testify, the then president, I'm sorry, the, the then vice president, Joe Biden, only spoke in vague pleasantries during the call. His actions just a few days later were loud and definitive. Biden traveled to Ukraine and strong armed the government to fire its top prosecutor, Victor Shokin, who had launched an investigation into the possible corruption at Burisma, a company that was paying Hunter well over $50,000 a month. Joe Biden then leveraged $1 billion in U.S. aid to Ukraine just after the Russian annexation of the Crimea Peninsula in order to get the nation to oust Shokin. Biden claimed he did so because the prosecutor had not adequately dealt with corruption in the Ukrainian government. However, that's not what it was. We showed all of this to you as an audience four years ago. How long have we been talking about Devin Archer? How long have we how long has it been since we told you all of this and we were deemed conspiracy theorists? We we broke this story. <sighs> huh. So, America, what are you going to do about it? Do you remember the guy in 2019? He stood up at an Iowa event and he questioned Biden about his health and then asked about Hunter Biden's dealings with Ukraine. He said, quote, you sent your son over there to get a job and work for a gas company. He had no experience with, with gas or anything else. Biden said, you're a damn liar, man. That's not true. Huh. We now know as a fact $10 million in bribes from the oligarch that ran Burisma for the purpose of facilitating Burisma business in the U.S. and Ukraine. You say I set up my work to my son to work at an oil company. That isn't that what you said? Get your words straight, Jack. Look, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Look fat. Here's the deal. <laughs> and they say that President Trump is mm. rude. More in just a second. First, let me tell you about our, uh, our sponsorship this half hour. It's Relief Sleep. No matter what it is that gets you out of bed in the morning, it's going to have to, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to face if you haven't had a good night's sleep. Getting adequate rest doesn't only make your day better, it also contributes to continuing good health. So if you're like me, me and you sleep poorly sometimes, you might need some help. Let me tell you something. I have, uh, I have taken, uh, what is it, Ambien when we went over to London. Let me just say, the videos my kids took of me are embarrassing. And I don't remember anything. Apparently, I had, quote, the greatest ice cream I've ever had. Because I took an Ambien to get back onto schedule over there. And... It's it's as bad as a blackout, and I've had blackouts. Blackouts should scare the hell out of you. If you're drinking and you have a blackout, that means your brain has shut down enough that only the essentials are happening. It's only just the brain is doing nothing but keeping you breathing and your heart beating. Next step, death. I've had blackouts. Ambien causes blackouts. 
not good. Just not good. At least for me. I mean, you do what you want. I would rather have something that just kind of relaxes me that I don't feel like it's a drug because it's not. It's all natural. It continues and contributes to your good health. That's what Relief Factor Sleep does. Just like Relief Factor that you take with help with your pain, Relief Factor Sleep 100% drug-free. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. 10 seconds station ID. Mm. So uh, welcome to Pat Gray, who is still today. Uh, there was a I mean, there was a wrinkle in the uh, at the hearing yesterday. And uh, but, hey, innocent until proven guilty on Stu. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. It, it, she should be back tomorrow. Everything is. Don't you think, Pat? I oh, mean, it wasn't. Yeah, hey, for sure. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and I don't want to, I mean, please don't think, I mean, he is in jail, but don't think that it's anything, you know, just remember innocent until proven guilty. So Pat, uh, innocent until proven guilty, how much more is it going to take to say we should have an official investigation? I, I'm not sure because I think Joe Biden could be pulled over with, uh, you know, empty liquor bottles spread all over his floorboard with a bloody knife on the seat next to him and a body in the the trunk. trunk. (laughs) And they'd be like, (laughs) oh, wow. Were you trying to do surgery on this guy? Emergency wise? Uh, Good for you. No, the guy doesn't even exist. (laughs) He doesn't even exist. What are you talking about? (laughs) He doesn't even exist. I don't know if you saw this, but the FBI told David Weiss that it had partly corroborated the alleged Biden bribery. So the U.S. prosecutor, David Weiss, was told by the FBI that they had partially corroborated the claims that Burisma Holdings founder bribed then Vice President Joe Biden and Hunter Biden with $5 million each. The Pittsburgh FBI office actually corroborated several details uh and then it was turned over and it was turned over to general william barr which you know i liked bill barr for a while i don't think he is um on the right side of things uh he then said uh you know gave it to the fbi root out any of the information and follow this up and then they did nothing they did nothing I don't know. That's a problem. What do you want him to do? God. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't understand, Glenn. What do you want him to do? <laughs> we just, this is Joe Biden <laughs> we're know, talking about. There's, uh, I mean, he's, he's clean as the driven snow. We know that. We know that. You're the damn liar. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was his case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know if you heard this mm-hmm. one, too. Hunter Biden's artwork has reportedly brought in at least $1.3 million dollars. million. Now, as an artist who sells very expensive artwork, I don't set the price. The the art galleries set the price. 
Uh, I can't sell it for anything less. Otherwise, I violate my contract with the art galleries. Um, let me just say. The art business really when I first when they set the prices for my art, I was like, my son said, are they talking hundreds or thousands? And I said, I, I don't know. I think thousands. And he's like, whoa. I said, I know. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> it was it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And if you want to launder money, that's the way you should do it. And that's apparently now this is going to come as a shock to you. What Hunter Biden has been doing documents obtained by Business Insider show that a buyer, Elizabeth Hirsch Nafatali, a real estate investor from Los Angeles, was appointed to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad eight months after the first son's art opening. She made a $850,000 purchase. I'm sorry, $875,000 purchase of some of his art. And then she mysteriously is, uh, is appointed... Uh, to the um, Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad uh, Commission. Surprise! Wow. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> Who would have seen this happening? More in a minute. The best of the Glenn Beck program. So, you know, this, I'm going to do something that the left never does. I am going to now defend somebody who I think would be a dangerous candidate uh, and president. Uh, he is a man that uh, I am fascinated by because of his history. I respect him as, uh, you know, a man, and he's going to be on this show. But I vehemently disagree with him on uh, almost every policy he has. Uh, except for the ones that uh, have come lately, and that's concerning to me. But let me please defend a man who has literally called for my trial and execution as a traitor to the United States because I don't believe in his solutions to global warming. Okay? Nobody on the left ever does this. But when somebody is right, my father always taught me, you can vehemently disagree with people, but you better be willing to fight for the death to the death for their right to say it. Because if you don't, there is no freedom of speech for you. So let me fight to the death here for Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the New York Society for Ethical Culture. Oh, let me just get me a bucket to vomit in just over that. Canceled an event on Monday, last night, that was to have featured Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy. He was going to deliver a pro-Israel speech to a Jewish group on Tuesday evening. The group, the World's Values Network, uh, will still host the event for another at another venue. However, the cancellation by the New York Society for Ethical Culture marks the latest effort by a supposedly liberal organization to marginalize Robert F. Kennedy. 
Now, I've come to a place in my life that I think Robert F. Kennedy Sr. could have been a, uh, a pivot point in America. I really think that he's one of the better candidates. You know, I don't, I don't have any evidence of what he would have been like as president. But I think he was one of the best candidates of my lifetime, maybe next to Ronald Reagan. Uh, so his son, who is outspoken on many things, again, I disagree with, he was now to address this group, and then they started pressuring this group after he spoke in front of Congress, and Congress tried to shut him, not, not the Republicans, the Democrats tried to shut Robert F. Kennedy Jr. up in a... Uh, a, a hearing about censorship. So what's happened? Well, the rabbi that runs this group said smearing Bobby Kennedy, who has voiced greater pro-Israel support than any Democratic candidate for president in decades as an anti-Semite is disgusting and immoral. Bobby alone, uh, among leaders of the Democratic Party, has condemned President Biden's new Iran deal, which will give billions to the murderous mullahs while they vow a second Holocaust. Absolutely true. He has praised the IDF as one of the world's most morally grounded militaries. I believe that, too. He has affirmed the Jewish people as indigenous population of the Holy Land, which is absolutely true. <sighs> But they canceled the event, so he is not going to speak. Robert F. Kennedy said, somehow I'm the subject to this new form of censorship, which is called targeted propaganda. Now, the natural man in me would like to say, oh, really, Bob? Now you care about targeted propaganda which you say is the most appalling disgusting they take pejoratives apply them to people to silence them really bob now you care but i'm going to rise above the natural man and say this is wrong in all cases in Cases of conservatives being smeared, called anti-Semite when they are not, called uh, Nazis when they're not, called all kinds of names. This is the tool that has been used over and over again in history by the worst people imaginable. It was used by Mao. It was used by Stalin. It was used by Hitler. That's what fascists and killers do. This is exactly what they did in Germany to Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was giving a speech on the Fuhrer principle. And Hitler had the transmitter shut off. He shut that speech on radio off. Why? Because he could. Now, while I'm here, I am so sick and tired of this country not recognizing what a fascist is. 
A fascist is somebody who believes the state and the government should be in bed together. And the government should dictate what the the businesses should be doing and should be making. And then the businesses go make that. And if they don't make that, the government puts them out of business. They'll find somebody else. This is what's happening in China. And this is what's happening now in the United States. It is called ESG. It is fascism, period. Let me tell you something else about fascism. Do you know how they got the people in the street to salute, to give the Nazi salute? How did you get everybody to salute when he really only had 30% of the population behind him at the beginning. How did you get non-Nazis to salute? You'd beat people in the streets. You'd make examples of them. You would call them, let me quote here, the most appalling, disgusting pejoratives to silence them. And then if you didn't learn your lesson, they would beat you in the streets. They would burn your buildings down. Does that sound familiar? Then they demanded absolute loyalty. If you didn't place a, what I was going to say, a black square on your social feed. But no, no. If you didn't put a swastika in your store, you were part of the problem. Now, I have to say, I haven't said this yet, but I am so sick and tired They marked stores. They would go and mark stores and people, Jew. They would beat and jail capitalists, religious people, or anyone who would not bow or bend the knee. Well, gee, that sounds familiar. And it started a few years ago. Look, I'll negotiate with anybody. I'll talk to anybody as long as they agree with me. Well, that's not a negotiation. These people have lied to you over and over again, and they are building a, a brown shirt army. Let me ask you, how many companies and how many, uh, how many businesses, how many store owners actually want to fly the rainbow flag? I was over in Europe uh, the beginning of uh, uh, Gay Pride Month. Every store I was in, and I mean every store I was in, had a pride flag. Every building had a pride flag. Every hotel had a pride flag. I was in in, uh, Scotland, in Edinburgh, and the hotel that we're staying in had a floral arrangement as a pride flag in the entryway it was everywhere and i thought does everyone agree with everything the pride flag stands for is that true is everyone doing it or is that hey just leave me alone i won't be a problem because that's what happened in germany that's what happened with stalin that's what happened with mao just leave me alone i won't be a problem 
To hell with that, America. Are you Americans? Or have we turned into Europe? Are we jellyfish? I have nothing against homosexuals. Nothing. I have never been against gay marriage. I'm against telling churches who they must and must not marry. If my church decides to marry people, that's my church. Your church decides to marry people, that's your church. I have no place, nor does the federal government have any place in anybody's personal life, period. Period. But I have to tell you, the fires of hell and the gates of hell could open up at my front gate and I will not fly a pride flag, period. And it has nothing to do with homosexuality. It has everything to do with politics. Everything in our society now is political. You can't talk to your friend about anything or they will shut you down. And I don't mean them as homosexuals. I mean the political machines behind all of this. You better put a black square up on your social media or you don't like Black Lives Matter. Therefore, you don't like black people. Therefore, you're a Nazi and need to be stopped. That's insanity. That's insanity. If you can't handle someone's opinion, if you can't, I can handle Bobby Kennedy's opinion. And he called for my death. You can't handle somebody's opinion. You have to cancel them. I got to tell you, I am proud to say when I get back into Dallas, Bobby Kennedy is one of my first guests on my podcast, and it will be perfectly gentlemanly, at least on my side. I am not looking to sabotage him. I am looking to learn from him what he actually believes. I don't want him to be president. But that's not my decision. That's your decision and the people all around you. You can't handle Bobby Kennedy speaking up for Israel. You are so afraid of speech that a guy who can barely speak terrifies you. That should say something about how weak you really are. And by the way, CMT, you're a joke. You are an absolute joke. You say you're country music television. What the hell does country music even mean? Country music, the reason why a vast majority of people in this country who like country music like it because it is reflecting our values and our principles. You take, you take, try that in a small town and you as a company actually say, yep, that's racist. That's not racist. 
That is not racist. I don't care if it was a bunch of white people that came to my town and were setting it on fire. We're trying to break all of the laws. We're using the laws and our kindness against us. You go ahead and try that in a small town, white boy. You go ahead and try it in my town. We are not going to put up with it. That is not racist. But CMT, let me quote Bobby Kennedy. That is targeted propaganda to censor people. It is disgusting. It is appalling. And it is un-American. Back in a minute. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Peachy, welcome. Hey, Glenn, how are you? I am very good. Uh, Domestic extremist, a practical guide to winning the culture war. Um, She writes in it, in this house, we believe parents are the bosses of their kids. Babies are good. More babies are better. Two sexes are plenty. Your career is overrated. Feminism (laughs) is how the unpopular and undateable cope with life. Mainstream American culture destroys families, and we are going to win. I I love the way you write, Peachy. I just love it. Just love it. Oh, thank you. Uh, so let's talk about the book here in a second. First, can you please just summarize what you wrote uh, with all of these airlines saying, we're going to hire for equity and diversity um, in the in the cockpit? You mean the pilots? Yeah, I pitched this idea on Twitter, and then the Federalists asked me to write an article. And my idea is a new airline called Merit Air, okay? So maybe you pay a little more, okay? But your pilots are going to be all the guys who got fired from the other airlines in favor of (laughs) equity equity hires. So you're going to have most experienced people who have been vetted. You know, there's no diversity in this hiring. And that's you know, you're guaranteed to get to get where you're going. I really don't care. I really don't care if it's if it's an iguana flying the plane. If iguanas are the most qualified, I don't care. I like you know what I like in my uh, my air travel is as many takeoffs as I have landings. That's really important to me. I like those numbers to be equal. Uh, And uh, I don't want any diversity there. You know, I want the same number of takeoffs as I have with landings. I think that would be good. I think that would be good. So, uh, uh, Peachy, tell me about your tell me about your book. I just bought it online. I I haven't read it. I'm sorry, Um, but I'm going to read it. Tell me about your book. Um, Yeah, so I used to joke around that I'm not a domestic extremist. I'm just extremely domestic. And by that, I mean me, like many of my friends, we are, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a work-at-home mom. I quit my job to stay home with my, you know, nurse and raise my my last baby. And, you know, we, we do crazy extreme things like we go to mass on Sundays. And, you know, I think that mothers are probably the best. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm going to get arrested any minute now for my extremist beliefs. But it really does feel like when you're a mother and you decide to, let's say, have a big family, have more than two kids, you want to stay home and raise your own children over your career. 
it really feels like that other women especially look at you like you're some crazy extremist. And but actually, we're the ones who are going to save the civilization. Uh, yeah. Uh, do we? I'm full. Well, let, let me. Uh, before I I ask you how we do that, do you really believe that that we're going to save this civilization? That it's worth saving at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, if I didn't think that, then I would say, you know, what's the point of waking up in the morning and worrying about it and making the kids breakfast and getting their homework done? What would be the point of it all? I have to stay positive, and I, yes, I have to believe we we can and we will win. Okay, good. I mean, that was just the dark side of me speaking up. I usually keep them. Well, I don't usually keep that dark side that quiet, but <laughs> I'll try to. Um, the uh, uh, how do we how do we go about waking the people up or convincing people uh, that hey, these things are big deals and you should pay attention to it. I think most people feel like, for instance, with Biden. Um, they see all this corruption. They know it's true. But I talk to people and they say, ah, I don't really care. They, that's not what they mean. They mean I'm not watching it, watching it because it is just an exercise in frustration because they're not going to get nailed for it. And so why do I watch that circus? Yeah, I also think that, uh, that for a long time people thought, well, what can I do? You know, what's the point of me even complaining or me even voting? What, you know, nothing's going to matter. Nothing's going to happen. But we've seen a real shift this year where people, when they kind of work together and their strength in numbers, actually make big changes. Like we've seen with Bud Light, you know, they're like done. That that whole brand is over. And Target and all these other things. I mean, I really feel like people can finally feel like, oh, we're not, I'm not alone. You know, my one little voice, my one little vote, maybe I can actually make a difference. I'm starting to see things, too, on social media and maybe because maybe it's just Twitter. I don't know. Um, But uh, I'm starting to see pushback from people when they're just blindly told uh, you better accept that that is not only a woman, but the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> and people are starting to have more confidence to go, dude, I mean, that's a dude in a dress and it and really makes a very hideously ugly woman. And they're starting to say those things. That's a good sign. Yeah, I think when they started coming for our kids, uh, people who were sort of in the middle and would never have normally spoken up are speaking up. I mean, here in California and Los Angeles, there's like, there's like war, there's like battle zones now outside elementary schools where parents, often immigrant parents, are fighting back against mm. the transgender lobby. And they're saying, you know, what? no, we don't really want our, fi- our fifth graders learning, you know, seeing child pornography. Like, is that okay? And again, it's strength in numbers. It's seeing these things. People are, I really feel like finally feeling empowered to say, no, this is, this is insane. <laughs> like, we're not going to let you do this to the kids. So I think this all is a religion that is forcing everybody to bow down to. Um, yep. And they'll excommunicate you. And they have the resources and the willingness to ex- excommunicate people. They're doing it all the time in cancel culture and everything else. Um, and, but they don't seem like, for instance, Budweiser 
has come out and said, yeah, we're still, we're still, yeah, we're, hey, we're with you, transgender people. And it's, it's not about transgenderism. It's about uh, taking these political stance. Everything is political. Everything now. And they're taking these political stances that are so against the culture, but they don't seem to care even when they're punished. What's going to make them care? Yeah, they're choosing the the value of the virtue signal over the value of their stock price. Correct. Um, every every time, and we see every company doing this. Disney, you know, flop after flop. Um, their new Snow White looks like another one. <laughs> Here we go again. Gosh, um, I know. Are... Jeez. <laughs> Same screenwriter of Snow White as the um, screenwriter of Barbie. Just FYI. Um, so that just can tell you what what's coming. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, it really will. It really will take just like enormous pushback by people saying, you know what, we're not going to Disney World anymore. Anymore, we're not. We're literally not going to do these things. It's not even really a boycott anymore. It's just we're kind of cutting that out of our no. lifestyle. And um, if people yeah. do that in enough numbers, it it will work over time. It's a it's not overnight. You know, we're not going to win this thing by Tuesday. You know, this is they had a hundred year head start. I think you're right about uh, it's not a boycott. It's it's just it's a lifestyle to where you're like, I, I'm I'm I, I just I can't be part of that culture. Uh, and I think people are going to soon start self-selecting. They already are to some degree. But I think we're going to start self-selecting a lot um, where people are going to start moving into communities and to states where they're like, you know what, I'm not putting up with that anymore. Uh, I'm going here and they're going to start living by like-minded people more and more um, because it's just it. If I, I have a, again, this is the dark side of me talking. So pay no attention to him. He's a pessimist, but I think there's a good chance that the Democrats know that they got the system rigged and they'll win. And I say that not because of the last time, but because of the um, uh, presidential order that was put in the very beginning of the Biden administration for a government wide program to uh, recruit and register new voters. They won't respond to Congress saying, what the hell does that even mean? What did you do? Um, and uh, the only way to save that is through very strong states and people saying, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm just not going there. Yeah, I mean, I've lost a lot of uh, my L.A. friends to Dallas. Um, as you know, they've been fleeing California in droves. I've lost, you know, 10 friends, not lost. I mean, God bless them. They're doing great. They're happy. <laughs> you know, here but, I am yeah. alone. Well, um, people definitely are voting for their feet, and I think they need to vote for their feet. Even if they're stuck in blue cities, they can vote for their vote with their feet in other ways. For example, by pulling their kids out of government indoctrination centers. We used to call those public schools. Um, and they're, yep. they're, look at the rise in homeschooling. I mean, everywhere. I just met someone who in Orange County or um, San Bernardino County who runs a homeschooling group of almost a thousand kids in a small, relatively small city, a thousand children who are free, been liberated from the religious indoctrination centers called public schools. And yet we have states like Texas, who the Republicans in there are such weasels. They get money yeah. from the uh, teachers unions. Uh, and, you know, they're just they're they're stopping, you know, uh, school choice 
which is insane, insane. I, I look at Republicans now and they are constantly, you know, moderation, blah, 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 Mitt Romney. I think the country right now would love to have a Republican and a Democrat stand up in the well of the Senate or the uh, or uh, the uh, House and just say, I'm not any of this. You guys are all lost. You're all lost. Here are the things that have to be done. And I don't mean a, you know, what is that, uh, that, uh, that third party they're trying to get off the ground where it's like, we're going to be moderate. No, no, mm -hmm. we're not going to be moderate. We're going to be true to our values. And our values are set forth in our Declaration of Independence and our Bill of Rights, period. That's what we're going to do. And I think that person would win by a landslide. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the country's ripe for that. I mean, the only party I despise more than the Democrats is the Republican establishment. I mean, it is yeah. worse, than, worse than useless. And in many cases, there's like no daylight between your like typical Republican guy and the, and the Democrats. And the thing is, they're both so out of step, so out of sync with how people are feeling, regular people are feeling. We just are just totally uh, unrepresented, even in states like Texas, even in red states, even in Tennessee, where I have friends. Um, it feels like we need to kind of like rip them all out, you know, root and branch and just start over. But, hey, you know, we can start today. We, they have, like I said, they have a big head start on us. But the best time to start, get rid of them all, is today. Yep. Peachy Keenan, uh, Federalist a Senior Contributor, the author of the new book, Domestic Extremist, uh i'd love to have you in when i get back to uh dallas uh later this summer i'd, I'd love to have you in and and do a podcast with you peachy peachy i find you peachy <laughs> thanks glad Thank you. you're peachy too <laughs>